For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions, right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This is where we believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. I've been getting some tremendous feedback. This is week three. This is the third show with Lions legendary safety Benny Blades on the show. Benny, people have been hitting me up on Twitter telling me all this great stuff about the show. They've really been enjoying it. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Derek. Wonderful. Well, I'm happy to have you again. We just have a jam-packed show. Everybody, we're going to hit news and notes off the top. I'm going to get Benny's thoughts. Is he willing to pay Kenny Galladay $18-plus million to keep him with the Lions? Um, we're going to talk about, uh, gosh, what do, what do we got here on the docket? We've got Benny's general expectations for the team. I mean, we're going to ask him to tell us an amazing story from his rookie year. And then on the back half of the show, Benny, we're, we're going to talk about the current linebackers and wide receivers. Two things I thought you could relate to. The guys in front of you when you were playing the back end there at safety, and then those dang receivers that you had to deal with when they came across the middle when they got in your area. Uh, you ready to do this? You, you think we can get through uh, some good content for the folks today? I think we can get some excellent content, especially when we're talking about linebackers, which I was part of that at one time, and these pesky receivers that's right not only did you have linebackers in front of you you had so much uh beef and beast in you they put you down in the in the middle and on the outside and let you hit people too so yeah we'll, we'll talk about all that so let's do some quick current items off the top the nfl and the nflpa did come to an agreement after we recorded last week and there will be football they are gonna have you know basically no contact until august 17th and they did scrap all the preseason games, no preseason games whatsoever. That'll be a first for us to see something like that. Uh, any general thoughts on either of those, Benny? I mean, we are going to get games as long as they can get through the COVID testing and all that. Well, my, my thoughts on it, I, I knew, like I told you, they would come up with a conclusion of having games. Uh, now that there's going to be no preseason you know, like I told you last week, I don't think most of the guys, especially the veteran guys, need preseason anyway. What's going to hurt, though, is um, the first year and those rookies. Those are the guys that really need to understand what it is to be a veteran in that league and how to stay in shape off season. But for a rookie, he didn't get that opportunity to have an off season. He's just going to be thrown into the fire. And so... Me and the rest of the Lions fans are going to have to be very patient with some of these guys because, I mean, not only are we dealing with a pandemic and we're passionate uh, fans, but, you know, we're going to have a, a little bit of patience with these, these kids out there on, on, on the field. And I say kids, even though they're, they're grown adults, but, you know, they're, they're, they're newbies in, into a violent game. Yeah, I'm with you. We did hit on it last week. I was kind of surprised they actually did get it all wrapped up within the next couple of days. That was good to see. And uh, yeah, we'll have some patience, but Detroit fans don't have a ton of patience, Benny. We got to win. We haven't won any games. We want to see some W's and some playoffs uh, get back to that 1991 feel. So we'll see if they can do that. Uh, another thing that came out, the Lions had the option. They could either take 90 to camp or they could cut 10 guys and, and go with 80. Now, the Lions have decided to go with 90, and here's the thing, Benny, a little unique. Since they said they're going to stay at 90 for the first few weeks here until we really get rolling, they got to keep the vets and the rookies basically separate. It's basically a split squad. Would you have liked it if you could have kept those dang rookies out of your way for a few weeks, or did you like it when the young pups came in and jumped right in with the big dogs? Well, I mean, 
back back during the ancient dinosaur days when I played, <laughs> uh, the, the, the rookies and the veterans uh, reported separately anyway. The rookies came in. Uh, I know we came in, me, Chris, and Pat Carter, and William White. We came in a week before the vets did. And so that gave um, the coaching staff a chance to pretty much evaluate you know what what they what they had it was just the rookies and the free agents and some of those selected veterans that were on the bubble as they called it back then gave us a chance to you know get to know the playbook and so with these these guys coming in and split shifts it's it's pretty much the same thing uh they they're gonna have to digest that 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 playbook you know and within, you know, maybe 24 to 48 hours because that, that game of uh, in the National Football League goes real fast. It's, it's, not, it's not college football, and it's definitely not high school or youth league football. And so the thing is, if, if, if you don't know, and these guys will have a lot of time on their hands because we're in a, pan, we're in a pandemic, so they're not going to party. Like like we did, <laughs> so yeah. They, yeah. They got they got a lot of time to be in their hotel room studying and find out what's going on, you know, as far as the game itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I mean, I, I was more proponent of just cut ten guys right now because when I look at the roster, especially the bottom of the roster, I mean, there's definitely ten guys that I could pick out that really have no chance of making this team, to be honest. But Bob Quinn's thought was everybody is here for a reason and we want to see everybody and blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of like, yeah, you know, that we get it and that's part of it. But also, like, you pretty much know who your core guys are. But I don't think it's as big of a deal just having them split for a couple weeks. Now, if it would have been split practices deeper into camp, you know, and keeping everybody totally separate, I think you got to get the Swifts, the Okudas, you know, with your top players uh, as soon as possible. So not a big deal, but that was some news that came out. Um, our last news and notes item off the top here. Have you heard about this guy, Kenny Galladay, Benny? He's a big old receiver. He's been playing great football for the Lions for a couple of years. You know this guy? Uh, I've seen him every year. I've, I've come up to an alumni weekend, you know, rangy kind of kid, you know, fast. But uh, it, it, like you <laughs> – I don't this guy's. Know. Let me Go give ahead. you a little bit of his stuff. He's only 26. He's 6'4, 215 pounds. These were his numbers last year. Pretty much a breakout year for this guy. 65 catches, 1,190 yards, and he was hurt the last little bit of the season. 11 touchdowns, which led the National Football League. 18 yards per catch, which is pretty much unheard of i mean this guy was getting deep balls over the top of the defense up and over um he's in the last year of his deal they took him in the third round when they took uh galladay again for a guy like me that loves the draft and a lot of other people they're kind of like kenny galladay like what northern illinois wherever he came from like he wasn't on many people's radar and this guy has just blossomed into be a stud i only had to watch him a couple games as a pro and i was like wow this guy's got body control he's big he can play some football and he's humble and he's a great guy i was on board after a couple games but now he's our number one and now it's time to pay the man so 18 plus million dollars maybe even 20 that's what these receivers are getting these days i know that makes your heart skip a beat benny but <laughs> what do you think about paying people, especially a guy like this? I mean, we need a receiver. We got nobody else under contract. I'm a little hesitant to go from a guy that's been making a million to three million to jump him up that high, but that well, that's the going uh, rate. So what do you like, think? Like, yeah, like we talked about, those are the going rates now for <laughs> for receivers. I mean, can you imagine if you were a quarterback in today's market? But you know, unbelievable. The the market dictates what these uh, young men get, and if we as a Lions organization feel as though this kid is our number one guy, you have to pay him number one receiver money. And so if, if let's say if, if that's anywhere between fifteen to seventeen million, then of course his agent's gonna do a great job in asking for a little bit more. Because, you know, these guys know what the market dictates. 
I mean, we, we, we can have uh, a few guys that I won't call the names who, who are making, you know, they, they left their prospective teams and they, they're making 25 and $28 million prospectively and they haven't produced in Cleveland. And so, yeah. right. <laughs> and so my thing is you, you, you keep a guy who's produced last year. He became my number one receiver. He put up numbers that he's never put up before. So you, you you give him that opportunity. You give him a two year deal, eighteen per, and you see what he see where it goes from there. It's interesting, Benny. Like I know you had some strong takes on on the Lions owner, you know, GM and ownership when you were there. I'm a little bit of a stickler as well. Like I like to sort of the dollars and cents of the league. I think you're going to have to give this guy at least four, maybe even five years, but 18 is a little much for me. I mean, I'd like to get him, you know, 15-ish. You know, uh, everybody says anything lower is just not even, uh, you know, anything to discuss. But you talk about 18, 19, even 20. I mean, gosh, that's a lot, you know, so, to get to give a wide I mean, receiver. We, we, so we, we, we talked about a, a lot of things, Derek. And like <laughs> I told you, these kids nowadays, they know their value. Right. Okay. They know I could be number one in Detroit and make, and if they lowball me and they only want to give me $10 million, I can go anywhere around the league and somebody's going to pay me because I had a breakout year and I may, I may end up getting $20 million. I know, so, Benny, but the point is, like, I don't know if – I, I love the guy. I love the player, but – I'm not a guy that loves to pay my wide receivers. I think you can get by with with a with oh a, my you, gosh. you need See, a good now, receiver. Derek, but I can't I can't just Derek, pay you top of the market until you're until you're the best in the game. Derek, you you sound like Chuck Smith. Come on now, don't 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 do that, Derek. We we, we don't have guy, unlimited funds, Benny. Come on. No, now. look, if a guy has proven his worth to the team, <laughs> you pay him what the NFL market dictates it's not a personal thing that's that's why a lot of us were upset for years because you can't make it personal you look at what other guys on other teams are making and you say i'm better than that guy and back back when we were playing if you know if you knew a safety was making 1.7 million dollars and you had better numbers than that person and just you meant more to the team than that person meant to his team, but his team was willing to pay him market value. And then you got to stay on your team and you're getting treated like, you know, Joe Lump Lump to where you're only making 700000 You get very bitter and angry. So right now, these kids understand the value and the aspect that's out there when it comes to the dollar value. They want to be paid what other guys that they know. Don't don't get it all, you know, wrapped up in your personal feelings because these kids do talk to one another on off seasons. They know that when their contract is coming to an end and they have one of those great years, don't you bet believe they start comparing their numbers to other people's numbers Benny. and what that kid is making. Benny, th this is our first argument of the show, which I love, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I gotta drop some knowledge on you real quick. So you get uh -huh. into, you get, you get into my arena, which is contracts, you know, uh, building a roster. I'm looking at the top receivers right now, since you want to pin me down on this one, the top okay. receiver right now makes 20 million bucks. That's Amari Cooper. He just signed 20 million a year over five, uh, five years. I think he signed Michael Thomas, who we know is the best in the game makes 19, uh, just over 19. Odell Beckham makes 18. Mike Evans only makes 16. DeAndre Hopkins, who we know has been one of the best in the game, 16. So so that's only the top five right there. And I'm telling you, Kenny Galladay is a heck of a ball player. And when you say personal, it's not personal. I'm telling you I love the guy personally, but when we're talking dollars and cents and numbers, like he's not better than Hop, Evans, Odell, 
Thomas or Cooper. So I just want to slot him appropriately. So as I continue to, to move my way down the list, I mean, he's a top 10, top 12 type guy. And that's a going rate of like 14, 15 ish. It's not 18 to 20. So that's all I'm telling you is like, I think we need to slot him properly. I think Kenny needs to continue to play great football and he will continue to raise himself up and continue to get more and more. But I mean, I so, do, do we want him so to be a saying, top three paid? He's not a top three in the league is what I'm saying. So you're, you're, you're saying, you know, as Lion fans, we, we, we should really, really, really accept this guy back. If he does not accept our offer of 10 million, because like you, like you just said, he has one year left on that contract. And here, here's what happens when, when guys feel as though they're, they're, they're being shafted by the organizations, you know, just from a player's perspective, if my agent it does is doing his job and I ask him, well, look, see, can we get top five money, whatever that amount may be, let's just see, can we get top five money? And then they come back and they lowball us. Oh, well, and then you play that season. A lot of kids play that season with chips on their shoulders. And then he comes out and he has another one of those spectacular years, like you said. You're right. a numbers guy. And you saw he put up better numbers than he had. he's done his whole career. And let's say he far exceeds those numbers from last year. I'm hoping he does. Do you do you think he wants to come back to the Lions? They're gonna put if they put a, even if they put a franchise tag on him to keep him there. Now you still got to pay him that eighteen million. Right. No, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I think that for me, I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to give him ten mil and give him an insulting offer. I'm just trying to say, hey Kenny, like are you you know you got to show me not only stat wise, but, but consistent over multiple years that you're better than these other guys. I just rattled off that are making 18 to 20. Now I know there's a uptick in the market too. You always got to almost go more because in two years, you know, the market won't be 20. It will be 25. So you got to account for that. I'm just saying, Benny, we got a salary cap. We got to like, you know, if we don't pay a receiver, I can go get myself a defensive end or, or a nasty safety. I know you can relate to that. I mean, you might have a few more snaps in you. Maybe I can pay you a little bit if I'm if I'm willing to move, move the roster around. So I'm just saying you got to uh, be smart. Derek, I wouldn't make it in today's game. So let's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I think, you know, these will be discussions we'll have to continue to have because some people say, you know, that I, you know, overthink it or I don't want to keep good players. I want to keep good players. I want to keep Kenny Galladay. I know Detroit wants to keep Kenny Galladay because they love him as a person. He has got better and better every year. The question is, where is his ceiling? Where is the cost? And how much are you, can we give right now based on our current setup, which the Lions do have money. I know that's another thing. We got to, we'll keep this show moving, but the Lions do have 20 to 30 million in their back pocket right now. Obviously, we've got some salary cap issues heading into this uh, next year based on everything that's going on right now. So it's going to be a really tough decision for the team. Benny, that's a that's a good discussion right there. I hope we have more of those because I, I totally respect your opinion. But hopefully, uh, you know, you'll continue to see where I'm coming from, that when you're looking at the whole roster, one to 53, we're just trying to make smart decisions so we don't look yeah, back in two I, to three look, years. I, I and go, oh, man, now, now we're now we're in rough shape, you know, but we, we got Kenny or we got another player. You know, what I mean, we just got to be smart across the board. Yeah, I, I understand. And I wholeheartedly respect uh, people who are numbers guys. And I used to call them the capologists. Right. But. When, when you're a player, I, I'm, I'm bringing it to you from a player's perspective. Right. I don't care. I, I really don't care about the other 53 guys on the roster because when I know I've given you my blood, sweat, and tears and I've ex far exceeded my expectations of what you – because as a receiver, you can be open and still don't get the ball. It has to be that timing between you and the quarterback it's mm -hmm. gonna, that's going to determine – if you're going to have a breakout year. So I, I've seen guys go from 40 catches to 80 catches and go from 80 catches back down to 40 catches, all depending on the year that, you know, they have, you know, consistency with the quarterback. And so that, that you know, Kenny's year is going to be predicated, should I say, based on the – how Matt Stafford goes. 
So if Matt is having one of those great years, and I'm, I'm hoping he has one of those uh, deep in the playoff Super Bowl years, and so Kenny and all the rest of whoever the no-name receivers are, they'll have great years. Yeah, I think it could be a big year for Kenny. I'm kind of rooting for him to get signed just uh, at that at that rate I'm hoping for, and we'll see what happens. It could happen here in the next couple of weeks, so I'm sure we'll talk about it again if it does, if he does sign on the dotted line. Hey, Benny, I, w- I want to get your overall thoughts on the Lions in a couple sentences. So 2020 Detroit Lions, just your brief general over overall thoughts on this current team. What do you think about them? Well... I'm just going to say in in, in a couple of words, (laughs) up and coming. Okay. Needs consistency. Okay. Learn how to finish. Yep. I like it. I agree with all those. (laughs) I I think you nailed it in three little short uh, fragments there. Uh, They're they're up and coming in my eyes as well. Not as, as much in the national media or other people. They got to finish ball games. I think it was four or five years ago. They were winning all these games in the fourth quarter. The last couple, they've been losing them late. So that's big. And uh, and like you say, consistency. What is this team? Are they consistently going to be good? Or are they going to be up one week, down the next? I think that's – there's not much more to be said. You nailed that. So, so Benny, we – We'll talk a little bit more about kind of the general when we get to the wide receivers and linebackers, but I know the people that have been listening to Believe in Lions have been just loving uh, your throwback stories and some of the insight you've been given on kind of your playing days. So I just thought maybe we could do a little Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Benny and and ask you, maybe give the people a great story from your rookie year back uh, that first year putting on a Lions uniform. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a, a... My first experience Uh-oh. at Lambeau Field. <laughs> oh, nice. I actually just visited <laughs> last year. I went with my buddy. We went to Lambeau for that Monday night game where we got screwed. But it was a great experience except for the, the, the ball game itself. So I can't wait to hear this. Listen, people, uh, when you take a South Florida kid, I, I told you about my story going to Ann Arbor and why I didn't go to Michigan. Right. No. It was rookie season. We're in Lambeau Field. You know, I'm 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 excited. I I had always watched the Cheeseheads, and now I get to compete against the Cheeseheads. <laughs> Did not know you you can't tell a, a young kid from South Florida that after a ball game, after running around, sweating, doing all those things that you do on a football field, that you just can't run and jump into a shower when it's after leaving freezing weather. Yep. So you, you, you know how that turned out, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You you got a, a rude awakening no. up there in Wisconsin. Uh, a very rude awakening. Everything went numb. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I had, you know, jumped in a, a, a pool full of, what is it, uh, little, little um, <laughs> eels or something and they were just shocking the crap out of me and so ever since then i i I really 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 did not like lambeau field i know it's nostalgic and all of that but from that rookie season me and me and lambeau field i i just i just hated it from that point on but, but it had Benny, nothing to do with the football games. It was just the <laughs> shower portion of it. <laughs> but, but Benny, you're a tough guy, man. You're, you're not going out there wearing the multiple layers. You got no sleeves, right? You're going out uh, blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, this weather can't keep getting to you. We 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 gotta like you know revise these stories so the people know that you're just no 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 guy. no. Everybody that knows me, I'm a tough guy <laughs> on the football field. I do all of that, but I'm a marshmallow. When it comes to my kids, my grandkids, and this weather, I just don't. I call Brandon every year. I say, when is alumni weekend? Because he know if he's going to have it deep into November or December. uh, You're you're busy. Yeah, I I got other things to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness, Lay, laying it on the table. I love that here, uh, just being open with the uh, to the fans. And uh, Benny Blades is not about this Michigan weather, not this uh, Lambo Lambo cold life. Uh, he's about that South Florida life. So um, tremendous. That that was great. Benny, how about this? We'll uh, <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back, talk linebackers, wide receivers, and then we got some Ask Benny, which we, we got a couple today. I only picked out two questions. Uh, we got to get that out more to the folks. And uh, like I said, I'm going to be selective on these questions. So people got to send in good questions to throw them at you. But we got a couple good ones to end the show. So sound like a plan. We'll, we'll get our sponsors in here, come back and talk all about it. All right. Everybody, we'll be right back. What's going on, Believe In Lions listeners? Now, I got a question for you. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated, you never use it. That's exactly the type of system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. Order online, open the box, place the sensors, Plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Head to simplysafe.com slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. It feels good to fear less. Believe in Lions listeners. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. We're back from the break. Just want to... Quick reminder, please hit that subscribe button on iTunes. That really helps us. One thing that really helped the show, too, if you guys can take a probably takes a minute or two at most, uh, leave us a quick review on iTunes. That really helps the show us five star review if you think we've earned it, as well as you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all those different platforms. Hit that subscribe button. And, and I think they can give you a follow, can't they, Ben, either on Instagram or Twitter at isn't it Benny Blades 36? You you can follow me at BennyBlaze36, or you can follow me on Instagram at HB36. Is it is it HB36 on on Instagram? Yes. Okay. Um, everybody, look them up. All you got to do is type Benny in the search bar. You know what's coming up. The one and only Benny Blades will be coming up. So definitely go give him a follow. You can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. That's spelled D E R E K O K R I E. Always talking Lions, always putting everything out for the, uh, the great fans of Detroit out there and love talking football. So, speaking of talking football, Benny. Let's get into these linebackers. So the way I'm going to attack this, again, linebackers and wide receivers are both really deep positions for the Lions. I'm going to give you the top three, and when I give you a player, I'm just going to give you some one-word things about that player, things that I I wrote down that I feel kind of summarizes them, and then you can kind of tell me if you've seen the guy, what you think about him, and maybe what they could bring to the team. So, so sound good? We can we can do this for the for the people out there? Yeah, we sure can. So this this first guy, Jamie Collins, he's coming over from the Patriots. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's not surprising for you or many out there. Uh, he's been in the league a little bit, but I think this guy's a really integral piece. So number 58 in your program, here's what I wrote down, just the one words about him. Versatile, coverage, he's a chess piece, scheme, he knows the scheme, he's fast, he can blitz, he can cover, he's athletic. And I think he's a key piece, a key player on this football team. You know anything about Jamie Collins, Benny, or you think you've heard about him, that he's coming here to the Lions, they paid him a good amount of money, they're really leaning on this guy? Well, I've watched a little, just a small part of uh, Jamie's career when he was at New England. He's that, to me, that, that, that like you said, he's that piece that we need. He's very versatile. He can... Blitz when we when we need a linebacker to get after the quarterback. I mean, you can put him down as almost like a defensive end. He can drop back in coverage. Though we haven't had that versatile linebacker like this young man is gonna gonna do. And I'm sure that's why Matt Patricia and uh, the front office decided we we need to bring this young man in because he's he's gonna give us that versatility that we need and 
when you're playing linebacker in the National Football League, you got to be versatile. People always say, well, you know, we had Mike Kofer who used to rush. But George Jameson, you know, you go back, you you know, I go back to the old days. He was at the most versatile linebackers that I, I've ever played with. And, I, you know, people, Chris Billman was uh, sideline and sideline, but George was probably the most versatile linebacker that I've ever played with. He can rush. He can drop in coverage. He can cover tight ends. And so that's what you need out of a linebacker, especially when you when you get these guys that they split those tight ends out that can go out in space and cover. So he, he's going to give us that that what we need. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see this guy. I mean, I think he's either going to be boom or bust. He's going to really be incredible, or he's had a couple bad years in Cleveland as well. But he's he's incredible in coverage, which the Lions have been terrible at. And, I mean, this guy, when I say athlete, I mean, for his size, he can run. This guy's doing backflips in practice. He's been known to jump over the line and block kicks. I mean, he's really a special athlete. Hopefully, he's got a few good years in him. The Lions could really just use this year and next year as a really good play from Jamie Collins to help the team get over the hump. I sure hope it happens. That's going to be one of my main key pieces on defense that I watch. Next guy I wrote down, Benny, Jelani Tavai. This is number 51, and the Lions took him high in the second round, and people were like, Jelani who? Like, this kid's out of Hawaii. Like, he was, again, another off-the-radar pick by Bob Quinn, you know, one of those eye rollers for most fans out there. But here's what I wrote down about him. Jelani Tavai, thick, stout, instincts, solid, tough, middle linebacker, old school, a tackler, and a leader, a future leader of this team, I think. Now, the only things that worry me is his speed and just, you know, again, being so young still, they feel like they're really going to lean on this guy, and I don't know that I've seen enough from him to just pencil him in as, oh, yeah, he's a he's a above-average middle linebacker in the NFL. I think he's still got to prove that to the people. Uh, you know anything about this kid, Jelani Tavai? Don't know much about Jelani, but the characteristics that you just named – if he can live up to just those characteristics because most middle linebackers are small, they're stout, they're built for compact, you know, for compact impact. Yep. And so if, if if this kid can just live up to just so he reminds me of a Sam Mills and a Chris Billman rolled into one. If, if, if you, you just, <laughs> I mean, if, if, if they if he can just get on the field and play and live up to your billing, man, we got a linebacker for the future. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I've been known to skew positive. Obviously I believe B L E A V in this team <laughs> and the lions, but uh, one of my buddies who I talk lines with a lot, he threw out, uh, this guy's a poor man's Chris Spielman. Basically before he played it down, he said, hold up now. We can't be giving him that kind of clout. Spielman's a legend in this town. Just like Benny blades is. We can't just be dubbing him that until he goes out and make plays. So he, he had some moments last year. He also had an injury shoulder and some things. So I, I think the Lions have a much bigger thought for this kid here moving into year two. I think they're going to put him right in the middle of the defense and, and let him go. But I think he's going to have his shortcomings as well. I mean, he can't run with some of these faster tight ends and um, guys he's going to have to deal with. But when it comes to hitting you in the mouth in the run game and being tough and being the guy that calls the defense, I think he, he's going to grow into that role nicely. So we'll see what happens with 51. It should be interesting. Uh, Benny, this is a guy I know you'll have some takes on. He's from the University of Florida, which I know isn't one of your favorites. What's probably the, uh, I don't know, what's maybe like the dominant school in uh, in the state of Florida? What would you say? The U, baby. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd let you get that in where I could, but but this guy's from from the from Florida with those Gators. The Lions picked a lot of Gators uh, a few years ago, and Jared Davis was one of those they took in the first round, number forty. Um, you know, had a lot of pub coming in. Um, really has struggled at times. Detroit is really kind of down on this guy. They they almost think he's a cut person, or they don't want to see him on the field. But here's what I I put down about him: speed, size, inconsistent, slow processor overthinks things 
Uh, got great work ethic. He's a hard worker. And I still think the potential is there. I think it could all come together for this guy, even though lots of people have written him off. He can run sideline to sideline. He's big and physical, but he hasn't been good when it comes to seeing the game, making consistent tackles, knowing what gap to fill. I mean, he's really struggled in some of those areas. He tries really hard. He studies tape. He's the first guy in. He's uh, He's got that captain mentality as well. But the play's got to pick up for Jared Davis. Yeah, what what year is he in now? This will be year four for him. Yeah, for him, it's what we call the make or break year. Yeah, uh, most times as a as a linebacker, you see the you can be the nicest person in the locker room, you can be a team captain, but you have to start letting your play dictate whether you're going to be in the National Football League a lot or not. Yeah. Uh, linebackers. In my opinion, they come a dime a dozen because you can get a safety like myself and convert him into a linebacker, and he has all the the ability to play that position. And so, I don't know much about this young man, uh, even though he's a Gator. You know that that's not gonna factor <laughs> in my decision, but he he's gonna have to, you know, make himself you know a part of that team. You know, you, you can't just say, well, hey, I, I, I played in the state of Florida and, you know, that that's, that's good enough. No, Florida produces some of the best athletes, and, but you have to go and prove it to the people day in and day out. And your body of work on Sundays and Mondays is, is what you're graded on. So if he hasn't done that by the end of this season, I'm sure he'll he'll be a casualty. Yeah, really curious to see what happens. Uh, again, I think it's going to be a, wow, look at Jared Davis. He's really come together. He's making plays. Or uh, same Jared Davis, missed the hole, missed the tackle, just out of, can't cover anybody. My buddy says he can't cover a coffee table. I mean, it's just I, I, I don't know what to uh, what to think about him. But, again, I'm, I'm overall optimistic. So, to me, those are your top three linebackers, uh, guys in front of our, our safeties who we talked about last week and guys that – they're a little bit different mold than most teams. Like most teams are looking for these small, fast, you know, blitzers, guys that can cover, the, you know, with the George Kittles, the uh, Travis Kelsey tight ends of the world. But the Lions are going for these big linebackers. I don't know, like back in 1989 that played, you know, with a certain uh, number 36 uh, back there, either in the middle or on the back end. So Lions are going old school with their linebackers now. The, just no, I'll just mention these four names just so not only you know these names and can watch when you're watching games this year, but other guys that are kind of at least noteworthy. Uh, Julian O'Quara, he's the kid they took in the third round from Notre Dame. He's much more of a, a blitzer, an athletic type. And uh, Christian Jones, who they've had here a couple years, he's again another big, stout, slow, uh, plodding linebacker that a lot of people hate because he gets beat from time to time or he's a step slow. But I think he does some good things as well. Reggie Ragland is a guy that was a big recruit out of Alabama. Who they uh, He actually won a Super Bowl with Kansas City last year. They brought him along. And then Jalen Reeves-Maven has been here for four years, I think, as well. And he's just a run-and-hit special teamer, basically, but um, has some injury issues and whatnot. But those are basically your top three guys and then four other guys to know. So we'll see what happens, Benny, with these linebackers. I think they're really important to the team. These are the guys that are usually making a lot of tackles and controlling the middle of the field on defense and the Lions got to get a lot better this year in the, in that area to be able to win ball games. Yeah, that's definitely in the area they got to get better in because I, I tell people all the time, you you have hybrid linebackers that end up being rush guys. You have linebackers that are run stoppers, you know, they, so if they're not playing in the middle and they can't have been asset to in coverage and they're just going to, you know, slow a foot, you know, and they're <laughs> They're not. They're not gonna help on us, and so we gotta. Yep. We gotta get rid of those guys. Exactly, linebackers, pass rush, which I'm sure we'll talk about, need to get better to to be good on defense. But we'll see. So we'll flip it over to the wide receivers. Uh, the Lions were really good on offense last year, especially when Stafford was was upright for those first eight games. Uh, need to continue to be explosive, and we'll just talk about the top three guys, and then I'll give you uh, some guys underneath to 
for uh, you to keep an eye on this season as well as the fans out there need to know these names. So uh, let's start with with the vet. We already talked a little bit about Kenny Galladay. So I put Marvin Jones Jr. at the top of my list. Uh, Number 11, a couple quick things I just wrote down about him. Uh, Deep ball, solid, end zone, and just that consummate vet that you look for. Uh, He's really played up to his contract you know since he came here from Cincinnati a lot of people were a little questionable on him now he's sort of like a, a, a Lions favorite you know he's built businesses in Detroit Detroit's really um, you know taken to him but he's also on the last year of his deal and a guy that may be moving on based on his uh, you know contract that he's be looking for and where he's at you know getting up in that age 30 range so um, Marvin Jones Jr. I'm sure you've seen this guy catch some deep balls with the, with the number I've, 11 on his back. Yeah, I've, I've seen Marvin. And I, I like his body of work. Marvin's that two, three receiver that stretches the field for all those other guys. And so whenever he's able to get a deep ball, he he does things with the after the catch. It's that yeah. rack. What do you what are you doing after you catch the ball? And um, he he definitely knows how to find the end zone for every game that I've watched. And so I just like that kid's tenacity. And so if we can keep him around, I, I don't know if the, like you said, the numbers can keep him around <laughs> after this year because he's definitely uh, one of those kids that you need in the locker room. He's one of those kids that you need on the field that's going to take the pressure off of a number one receiver. Yeah, real good body control, real good guy on and off the field. So, Benny, real quick before we move on to Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones can sing, man. This guy's got R&B albums out. I mean, does Benny Blade sing? Do we got any hidden talents you want to let the people know about? (laughs) (laughs) You you don't want to break anything out right now? (laughs) No, I, I can't sing a lick. Even though growing up, my mom used to have us all the time in church. We used to have to sing. Uh, a, B, and a C selection as the blade, as the blades kids. Oh, so those singing days were over with. We were nothing like the, the whinings, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, if you like R&B, you got to check out Marvin Jones because he can he can drop some uh, some notes on you, man. The guy's got a cr- crazy uh, singing career once he's done. And his wife makes bunt cakes, which I'm sure me and you both enjoy some bunt cakes, which uh, she has a place in Troy, which we had those at training camp, man. Those are delicious. You could put down a few of those uh, for dessert. But uh let's move to Kenny Galladay, number 19. We talked about his contract earlier. Uh, You know, me and Benny don't quite see eye to eye on that, but, uh, you know, this is one of my favorite players in football, to be honest. I'm a huge fantasy football guy. I got him in basically every league. I took him way before he, he became good, basically after that. Early on in his rookie year, like I said, I lashed down to this guy. A lot of my buddies gave me credit. Man, you you knew Kenny Galladay was going to be good, Oakry. So um, he continues to be good. The things I wrote down about him, size, deep ball, body control. Um, you know, humble. I think that he's just one of the most humble athletes I've seen. He's big. He's physical. He's done really well. But this guy doesn't say much. He just shows up and, and makes plays. And I put down star. I really do think this guy could be one of those humble stars you see in the league that, um, you know, he might not be on every NFL program, but he shows up, he makes plays, and he's really impactful for his team. So I love Kenny Galladay as a player, despite uh, what I said about trying to get the numbers right earlier. So uh, you kind of told us what you think about him as well. Just a couple more thoughts on Kenny from you. uh, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to go and piggyback on what I said and seeing all those things you just said again. <laughs> Pay the man. He, yeah, he's not <laughs> a flashy kid, and he's one of those Detroit Lions lunch pill kids. <laughs> when, we got, when we got rid of our number one receiver before the season started last year and he went to Philadelphia, Kenny stepped up and had a marvelous year. And just because a, a kid just doesn't talk much, you know, he just goes about his his, his daily work. That doesn't mean he's, that he's he's not conscious of the money that's being out there. That's why my thing is pay him. Why why should we have to wait? He's 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 gonna prove to you because now he's that number one guy. You you go to him time and time again. He's gonna he's gonna prove everybody right. 
that he he deserves he deserves that money, and so yeah. we're gonna always disagree on that because <laughs> for me as a player, that that body of work speaks. <laughs> no, no doubt, you you make plays, you get paid. I agree with that, but again, they're they're just where's that where's that point? That's all we're trying to figure out is where is that point? And uh, he, he I I I'm projecting a downtick to be honest from Kenny because he had such a good year last year. I'm expecting him to get more coverage and and fall back a little bit, but if he continues to go up again this year i mean what, what's he gonna do next like 1500 yards and 10 touchdowns i mean that's crazy numbers that's that's 18 to 20 million right there when you're when you're doing that again if he tops another one but i think they'll pay the guy uh you know here in the next little bit maybe even before the season gets going we'll see um this is an old wildy vet a guy i think I, you can relate to benny danny amendola i mean they brought him in from the Patriots and yeah. uh, some other stops he'd been at, but this is that little water bug spot, uh, slot receiver. He's tough. Uh, here's the things I, I put down about him: old vet, slot, grimy, grit. Detroit versus everybody. I mean, he's really taken to the city. Obviously, you know, for all the right reasons. I also think the Lions have taken to him because he's one of those locker room lunch pail guys as well that they needed to be a leader and to show the show the other guys what what it takes to be a a work ethic guy either at the receiver position or at other spots so they've paid him you know four five six million bucks the last couple years to add all those other things other than making plays but he had a really good season last year so i like danny amadola he's definitely getting up there i think he's 30 Gosh, I don't know. He might be over 35. Not, maybe he's not that old. Anyway, he's he's up there in the above 30, which is the time to cut bait on a guy like this. I think it's his last year here in Detroit, but he's brought some good things, and I like him overall. What do you think? See, I, I, don't, I don't like that last thing you say. It's time to cut bait because <laughs> Danny I can't have 35 year old receivers out there I need yes. 22 year old receivers in this if, league if, if he has the production <laughs> oh Danny okay as, as if, if <laughs> see that, that that's what we're, we're missing in today's game see you got a kid who's 21 who can run jump through the roof <laughs> but has no clue how to play the game of football and you got a wily, crafty veteran who's gone to Super Bowls and has helped teams win Super Bowls that know how to teach these young guys the ropes. He's going to play his role, and he's going to be that fourth, fifth guy, special teams guy. He's going to do all those things that teams need to stay competitive. See, everybody wants to throw them, throw them out in the trash. Okay, we're done with you now. But if he's, he can still be productive, why not? His his cap number is not going to be, like you said, you're your numbers guy. Okay? <laughs> He'll come back, you know, for another year for $2, 3000000 million. You can't make that anywhere, you know, on a regular job. So he'll do that because he understands now, I become now a player's coach. I'm going to teach these kids how to play the game the right way. Oh, Benny, this is going to be an ongoing part of the show. When I say I'm a number it, guy, it really is. I, I, I don't Did want you, you to think. You? I don't want you to think that I'm because I'm not a stats guy. I'm not even really a a bean counter type guy. But what I am is like. I know the today's game when it, when it comes to what guys are paid and how you build a squad. And, and I don't see any squads out there building teams where they're, they're paying. I mean, we're paying Amendola like 5 million, I think this year, like nobody else is paying these vet slot receivers, that type of money. So I'm just telling you like, it's fine for this year. And it was fine last year, but it's not fine after that. And if you continue to pay guys like that, you're going to have an old slow, um, team that can't win ball games when you need these young athletes that can do special things and need superstars. You know, you need it. The Lions don't have enough stars, in my opinion. They have a, a good, solid roster and some young players, but they need some guys to come on the scene like Kenny, like we talked about Tracy Walker, like Trey Flowers to get over the hump. And, and you know, Amendola is not one of those guys. He's one of those supplemental pieces that hopefully will help us this year. But then you gotta you gotta move the young kid who I'm about to talk about into that role and let him roll. So those those are the top receivers, Benny. I think again, uh, I think in a weird way, nobody knows much about you know puts much stock in Jones Jr. or Amendola. 
people Galladay's getting his credit now, but we have one of the probably the most underrated but best receiving cores in the game. When we can roll those three guys out there, plus our tight ends, plus our running backs, like we're gonna be hard to deal with on offense. I'm telling you, the Lions are gonna light up the scoreboard a little bit this year with these with these players, and because they're not gonna have as much practice, and they're just a good football team, you know, in regards to knowing their scheme and whatnot, I think they can come out rolling. So I'm excited about it. These are the these are the other names to know. Uh, Marvin Hall, he's our deep threat. I think every ball he caught last year was over 40 yards, uh, scored some touchdowns, came on the scene. Quintez Cephas is the guy we drafted in the fifth round this year. He's the guy that's going to replace Danny Amendola. He's not a speed burner, but he's you're going to like him as a receiver. He's gritty as well and uh, just a tough guy to cover. Geronimo Allison brought over from uh, your favorite place to go visit, the Green Bay Packers. Jamal Agnew, who's a punter that uh, punt returner that drops the football a lot, but every once in a while he'll house call one. He's moving over to receiver. And then Travis Fulgham is a rookie that I still hang on to as a guy that might make some plays. So not a ton of depth there. I mean, Cephas and Hall are your top two guys. So hopefully no big injuries, but that's kind of your receiving core that we're looking at. Well, I got I got a few prospects that I'm I'm working with down here in South Florida. So if you if you if you the Lions maybe I'll give them a call. Yeah. Because this this guy set the um, combine record who I'm working with right now, and he 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 runs a four one seven. Come on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who, who who's on the stopwatch there, Benny? That's like a that's the no no the best, no no it, that's it, the best it, of all time. It, look 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 it up. Okay. <laughs> he he set. The record in the forty at the combine. Okay. Do you want to drop the name here on the show, or are we not giving? No, the name I don't. I, no, I don't. I don't want to drop the name. I, okay. Me, me, you, me and you tell, talk tell, about this young man. T- t- tell me because, offline because I want to keep an eye yeah. on this guy if he's running a four-one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He's 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 fast. He's a he's a track guy that converted to football. Okay. 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 And so he 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 went the long route, and they gave him a chance to go to the combine. Um, he, he, he did a year over in Houston and, um, he just wasn't able to, to pick up that, that, that very next year. And so I, I've been working with him and trying to get him back into the national football league or somewhere because he, he's, he's one of those young kids that really doesn't know the game. And like I said, you get guys like that who can just flat out run and have the passion for the game. And you get them with a crafty guy. Hey, you know maybe maybe that could be a a, a marriage made in in, in heaven. So <laughs> exactly, me, me you got you talk, got me intrigued. That's for sure. Yeah, me and you'll talk offline about this this young man. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a good kid. Okay, and and like you say, I I think the Lions will be be. Set at receiver, I, w- I wouldn't mind them to get a little bit better depth, and they're, they're really in trouble next year because Jones Jr.'s contract is up, Amendola's contract is up. If you don't pay the man, if you don't pay Kenny, his contract is up as well. So who the heck's going to catch footballs in 2021? Uh, they got to get that figured out. So that's why I'm saying they'll probably will pay Kenny. You'd probably see Cephas be a guy next year, and then they'll probably have to add some a player either in free agency or the draft. Because you got to have three receivers these days to compete. So, Benny, I think that was good stuff, man. Linebackers and receivers, I'm sure you uh, will keep an eye on these guys during the season. And as we get rolling with football games, you'll have some strong opinions, I'm sure, on how they play on Sundays. Yeah, but Derek, you know what? You know what I look at more than anything else when when I look at offense? I always look at the left tackle and the right tackle. Oh, yeah. If If they can keep Matthew upright... Yep. Then those guys, those guys can have a great body of work. So, I mean, I don't know much about uh, the Lions' uh, left and right tackle, how that's going to fare this year. But uh, we definitely got to keep him upright this year. We got to, mm-hmm. gotta, you know, have better line play. That's another show, Benny. I'll tell you about the tackles, and then you can tell me what what you think. Again, I'm always going to skew optimistic. You're not going to hear me come on here and not B-L-E-A-V <laughs> and a lot of these players. But – when they don't play well on Sunday, I will call them out as well. I'm not going to give them a free pass. So, yeah, we'll definitely talk about the O-line. That's definitely important. Benny, how about we finish this out with uh, with two questions that came in for hashtag Ask Benny. How about we do that, and then we'll get out of here for this week. Yes, come on. Let's see what they got to ask Benny. 
All right. This was this was one that came in from Keith Gulat, I believe is how you probably pronounce it, and he's at CK Gulat on Twitter. Um, he wanted to know who was your most difficult running back to tackle. I thought this was a good question. I thought you probably have some definite opinions. Maybe one or two guys that was your oh man, I got to deal with this guy. I tell you what, people people always talked about the big guys, Christian Okoye, Barry Word, those guys like that. Big guys didn't really bother me any because I'm I'm, I'm I was a big safety, and so you kind of had leverage on them. But when you when you ran any time I played Cincinnati with James Brooks, I mean he was just one of those hard nosed little running backs that he didn't back down from a challenge, and so. By his stature of being five eight and I'm six foot two, I mean he would just hit you right in the he put his helmet right in your chest plate. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, where's this little guy doing? Even though you'll make the tackle, after a while you keep getting getting hit in in, in that chest plate by a helmet. That hurts after a while. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Those, those are great ones. You, you know, one thing I've been doing too, Benny, is, uh, you know, I, I love having you on the show. It's been great talking with you. And I've been I've been pulling up your tape. I've been trying to find some old Lions games on, uh, on YouTube there. And I've been watching you. And, man, you did lay the lumber. You'd come down and, and put your helmet right on people. And uh, I definitely respect that. So I've definitely been digging into more of your uh, games, you know, before I, I became a diehard fan. And that's been fun to watch. Man, you uh, you played at a high level, no doubt about it. So everybody that hasn't seen Benny live in action, go to YouTube and pull up those games from his career. And man, you'll see 36 uh, coming down in the box and moving all around. Like you said, you could fly from one side to the other. But I see you on a lot of tackles there when I'm watching the game. So it's really good stuff. Yeah, I had to get there before Chris. I tell you, he's always uh, making the wagers. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you did it on some of the games I watched. You were always around the football. So that was good. So Benny, last one of the day, this questions, um, this came in from, uh, at Derek Oakry on Twitter. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a big fan. He's a big, uh, football guy here. <laughs> Cheap plug for my Twitter. Um, okay. but, uh, he, he wants to know what was your favorite hit? I'm sure you talked, uh, about uh, some hits here on the show. I want to know what was your favorite when did it happen? Who was it? And tell me why it was the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Please tell me that's who it was. It was not Michael Irvin. <laughs> uh, even though I, I loved all my hits I had against Mike. I tell you what, and, and it, it was so funny. It was Don Beebe in Lambeau <laughs> Field. Okay. Nice. And Man, I hit him so hard. I knocked him out of the game, but I also knocked myself out of the game. <laughs> oh, <And> so, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I just did, didn't like playing in Lambeau, so I had ill intentions every time I tried to hit somebody in Lambeau Field. And so when I hit him, I knocked myself out, and I came to the sideline. And to this day, Brett Perriman, I mean, when he, when he sees me, he still teases me. He, he calls me, what's your name? Batman. You know, I'm, because, I mean. Oh, you got to tell that story quickly while we finish. That sounds like a great one. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's one of those hits where, you you know, you, you line a guy up. And I should always tell you, I mean, it's illegal now. Yeah. See the small crack where the helmet ends and the shoulder pads begin. And you <laughs> target that jugular vein and you just drive yourself as hard as you can through his jugular vein to where he loses consciousness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those are the things that you, you try to do. I mean, look, it, it, the game goes so quick. And so <laughs> I, I just used to love just punishing people. Don BB, I'll have to find that one online and check that out. That yep, sounds like a definitely. great hit to watch. And uh, I knew you'd have a good one in your back pocket. And now we know that uh, we'll have to refer to you as Batman uh, from time to time <laughs> here on the show. Uh, and and 
man, Benny, it's, it's been fun chatting again. We're, we're just still getting this podcast rolling. Uh, you're getting to know me. I'm getting to know you a little bit, but we get, we got into a little bit of a dust up over dollars and cents, which was fun. Uh, we talked about, I know uh, some of this uh, current roster stuff is, you know, you're a fan of the Lions, but you, you're not breaking down the roster like I am on my other shows or and what I do with some of my work for Pro Football Focus. So I think it's fun to run through this current roster, get your opinions as well as, you know, now that we're talking about it, when you see them on Sunday, you're going to be able to come back and say, remember what you said about Jamie Collins? Like, he's not playing yeah. good football. Or, yeah, you That's were right. right on those. Like, he's looking good out there, and we'll be able to have those discussions. So I'm looking forward to it. Benny, you got anything else for the people before we get out of here? I have nothing for the people. Just go Lions because I'm I'm now that football is going to start in a couple of weeks. You should see me over here. I got goosebumps. My my palms are sweating. I just love the fact that football season is right around the corner. <laughs> and, Benny, that's what people have been telling me when they listen to the show. They're like, man, these stories and just hearing Benny Blades on Believe in Lions want to make me get goosebumps, run through a wall. They're fired up about what you've been saying and, and the fun talks we've been having. So that's tremendous. I just want to correct you on one thing before we go. I'm looking at go your ahead. Instagram. It's Benny Blades 36, like I said. So that's another point okay. for me. <laughs> you can find him at yeah. Benny Blades 36 on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Benny right. ag again is is not up on uh, all the social medias. He's not, um, you know, using it every day like us young uh, folk out yeah, here. Yeah, like you youngins. <laughs> He is out there. I'm trying to promote our show as best I can. I want to get him out there. I want to continue to keep developing the show. So uh, definitely go give him a follow on any uh, social medias. Uh, that always helps uh, helps out uh, everything he's doing and promoting these days. And uh, Benny, I thought it was a good show. We talked about a lot. We'll go ahead and get up out of here. And uh, we'll be back next week right here on Believe in Lions, talking all things Detroit Lions. Thanks, Benny. Take care, everybody. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect, and I'm gonna demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.